This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Monday, June the 6th, 2022. Hope everybody's having a great start of their week. Big news coming out of the world of professional wrestling from various wrestling promotions. Remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop to find out all the trending news in the world of professional wrestling. We cover all the social media sites and the various wrestling websites to give you the comprehensive details so you can get back to your day but still keep up with the world of wrestling around you. Let's go ahead and let's go right to the news stories. Trending right now over at Wrestling Inc. Marco Rivera is writing in at this hour. Raquel Gonzalez addresses her name dropping just to Gonzalez. Now, as many WWE performers have gotten their first names dropped, now we're finding out that that is happening as well. WWE superstar Raquel Rodriguez became one of the latest talents to undergo a name change when we first joined the main roster. Moving to NXT, now her name is just Gonzalez. During a previous interview, Rodriguez said that her name change was a simple switch and something that happened 
happened very fast. However, that SmackDown star did clarify in an instance that it was important that she still be known as Gonzalez. Her last name was due to her father, who also spent time in wrestling and used the same name. In a quote, she would say, I want to keep Gonzalez because it represents who I am, Gonzalez said during an episode of Out of Character with Ryan Satin. It represents my legacy because it's my real name. It's the name of my dad that he used when he was wrestling as well. Rodriguez states that the name is so important to her. She would go on to say, but I wasn't upset about it. I'm glad they're still giving me some Hispanic name such as Rodriguez. I'm grateful that I have something like that because, I mean, joking with Rhea Ripley, her initials are RR. Well, mine is going to be RR as well, but you know what? They decided to change that. And you know what? I'm not set whatsoever. Gonzalez is set to have a special meeting that was going to be around her name change. Now, the former NXT Women's Champion recently faced SmackDown Women's star Ronda Rousey. Once again, her initials are RR on the blue brand as well in a no contest, leading to a lot of praise from people inside the wrestling community about her shot at the champ. Unfortunately, Gonzalez was unsuccessful in winning the match. You can find out more about her because she is climbing the ranks in WWE. If you'd like to follow more on this story, go ahead and follow Wrestling Inc. as Marco Rivera has all the news trending right now at this hour. Additionally, some news that's happening out of the world of professional wrestling in Impact Wrestling. E-Wrestling News is stating that PCO on his current run with Impact Wrestling. He says, and I quote, my contract is finishing up in October. Former Ring of Honor World Champion PCO has revealed details on his current contract with Impact Wrestling. Now, the French Frankenstein has been working regularly for the promotion since January, but will be finishing up soon. He's been a competing member of the Honor No More since June the 19th Slammiversary pay-per-view. During a recent interview with Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast, PCO says that he's not going to stop working any more indie dates, but he normally does enjoy still working and enjoys working with Impact. He's been booked solidly, and he will continue until his contract comes to an end. In a quote, he said, take a lot of indie bookings, but sometimes I don't take a ton of them. I'm pretty booked already right now with Impact. I'm under a contract right now, and I have a lot of work to do with them, but I try to do some indie stuff on the weekends. I try to pick up some spots here and there, especially with Black Label Pro Wrestling and some of my first dates there. It's a good one for me. Since day one, I have been there. Winning the Black Label Pro Heavyweight title is awesome. It's great. Now, many believe that PCO will, at some point in time, end up with another promotion. He also said, and I quote, a few times I had talks with AEW where right now I can't do anything. I'm still under contract with Impact. And to be honest, I really like what's going on here right now. I'm really happy with the way things are going and the way they approach the French Frankenstein. The character has evolved and there's so many things I'm happy with. I think they've done a great job so far. I will always be loyal to what they've done with me. I'm the type of guy that's going to ask for special permission to do certain things. I just want to be who I am. We'll see more of me down the line because my contract will be finishing up, but yet you never know what's around the corner. We'll see what's going to be happening. Honor No More takes the Impact's originals on Slammiversary. If you'd like to find out more about what's going on with PCO, Joseph Geiser has the article trending right now on E-Wrestling News. Once again, Impact Wrestling has been making many changes and contracts have been coming up in recent weeks. Many superstars within Impact Wrestling may or may not be continuing with the organization. Recently, W. Morrissey decided that he was not going to be continuing with Impact Wrestling and he'd be becoming a free agent. Right now over on E-Wrestling News, the latest update. The producers for matches on last week's WWE Raw and SmackDown were revealed. Andrew Ravens is reporting in at this hour. Fightful Select has put together a list of WWE producers for the matches that took place over last week's Raw and SmackDown. Now, Bianca Belair versus Asuka was put together by Petey Williams. Ezekiel and the Mysterios versus Kevin Owens and Alpha Academy was done by Sean Davari. Cody Rhodes' promo was put together by Jamie Noble. Alexa Bliss versus Dewdrop, Jamie 
Jamie Noble again. Ms. TV with the Street Profits as guest was put together by Shane Helms. And Mustafa Ali versus Tomasa Champa and Austin Theory was put together by Abyss. Now the Riddle Nakamura versus the Usos was put together by Michael Hayes. Liv Morgan versus Rhea Ripley was Sean Davari. Lashley almost MVP contract signing was put together by Jason Jordan. Now if we look over on the side on the SmackDown, the New Day and Drew McIntyre versus the Brawling Brutes was put together by Abyss and Petey Williams. Ironically, they are both two TNA legends. Jinder Mahal versus Humberto was put again together by Kenny Dykstra. The six-pack women's challenge, Molly Holly. Madcap Moss versus Happy Corbin was Adam Pierce and Davari. And the tag team title match, Riddle and Nakamura versus the Usos was Michael Hayes and Jamie Noble. For more information on the producers that are putting the matches together for WWE, Andrew Ravens has all of that trending right now. Thomas Lawson is writing in today for E-Wrestling News. Impact's Mia Yim recalls an opponent peeing herself in the middle of a match. In Impact Wrestling, Mia Yim said something really weird happened to her one time when opponent actually relieved herself during a match. Yim was released by WWE in 2021 and returned to Impact Wrestling earlier this year. Now, but before signing with WWE, Yim had worked as Jade for Impact Wrestling, where she is the former Knockouts World Champion. Now, speaking to Metro UK, Yim recalled an embarrassing moment. She would say, and I quote, I mean, as far as embarrassing stuff goes, I wrestled a match. It was many, many years ago. It was when I was on the independence where a girl peed in my match and it was weird. Yeah, it was really, really weird, but I, I guess it's okay. It happens, you know? It happens. It's one of the things where you just go out there, you don't try to bring too much attention to yourself, but you think, oh my God, let's just get through this and then we'll clean ourselves up. In addition to Impact, Ian recently competed for Prestige Rosalind, where she lost the International Princess Championship. If you'd like to find out more about what's going on with Mia Yim and Impact, Thomas Lawson has all the information trending right now on E-Wrestling News. E-Wrestling News is also writing on this hour, Bianca Belair comments on her WWE Hell in a Cell victory. Last night, WWE Hell in a Cell Bianca Belair successfully retained her Raw Women's Championship in a triple threat match against Asuka, Becky Lynch, to keep her title reign going alive since WrestleMania 38. In an with Sports Illustrated, the EST, spoke in depth about last night's showdown, which received critical acclaim and had fans in the Allstate Arena rumbling with excitement. Belair admits that this match was very special for her. In a quote, she would say, I've had a lot of matches. I've been so proud of my short career so far, but this is right up there as one of the top ones. Asuka is amazing, and Becky Lynch is one of the greatest, so I'm happy to be leaving Hell in a Cell as champion. If you'd like to read more about this article right now, it is trending right now over on E-Wrestling News. Jeff Hardy's trending right now in the news. Andrew Ravens has an article. Jeff Hardy shares his first failed pitch in AEW. Now, it's no secret that wrestlers in AEW have some creative freedom compared to those in WWE because Vince McMahon is so hands-on with everything. However, Jeff Hardy noted that during a recent appearance on Talk is Jericho that his first pitch in AEW did get shot down by Tony Khan. Hardy would go on to say, I feel limitless, you know? God, there are so many ideas. I pitched my first idea, but it didn't go through. For my singles matches, I thought it would be cool for us to have some different type of music than the Hardy Boys music. Just the Hardy Boys music has been used so much. I was going to use my own songs, but it would be like a WTF moment. What are we listening to? Never one has ever heard of this music before. I think it would have grown on people, but that's the first thing that I actually did say. But yeah, the freedom feels amazing here in AEW. My ideas are overflowing. I just need to keep writing and keep pitching my ideas. Ideas. Hardy wanted his entrance music to be a song that his band makes, 
but unfortunately, because the recognition of the band is not widely known with wrestling fans, Tony Khan thought it was best to go ahead and stick with what was working. If you'd like to find out more about that, Andrew Ravens has that article trending right now on eWrestling News. Andrew Ravens also has an article right now. Joe Gacy addresses his character being compared to Bray Wyatt. WWE NXT 2.0 star Joe Gacy commented on his character being compared to Bray Wyatt in an interview with Fightful.com. The character also speaks the same and has the same cult-like presence. In a quote, Gacy would say, for me, it's completely something else. I would say that. Well, what am I doing? I've always been here. It's just been me. I have never had a platform to display myself quite like I do today. I tried to go out and make my own way before I came to WWE. And very quickly, I have to introduce myself and explain myself along with the matches that I'm currently having. Coming to WWE Weekly, you have the opportunity to introduce yourself a little bit differently each and every Tuesday night. Now for me, it's always been there. I've always been here. It's always been the point of lead for me. And things about my character are now just slowly starting to come out. Last Saturday's in your house special event, Gacy lost to NXT champion Braun Breaker in the main event. If you'd like to find out more about Joe Gacy, Andrew Hit Ravens has this article trending right now over at E-Wrestling News. WWE, well, they falsely advertised Ronda Rousey for Hell in a Cell. What happened here? Thomas Lawson's writing in at this hour, WWE advertised women's champion Ronda Rousey for last night's Hell in a Cell premium live event, despite the UFC legend not even appearing. Now, Ro Rousey returned to WWE this past January in the Royal Rumble and captured the SmackDown Women's Championship from Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania Backlash. On the latest episode of Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer said that while Rousey was promoted to be in the Chicago area, she was pulled from the card from Hell in a Cell. Now, Meltzer suggested that it was a way to keep Rousey's match is rare to build towards bigger matches, specifically next month's WWE Money in the Bank pay-per-view event. Now, why Natalya earned a title match against Rousey during last week's SmackDown, WWE has not confirmed when that match will actually take place. Now, keep in mind, you can keep up with all the information in the wrestling world by continuing to follow E-Wrestling News as they will have all the details of what's happening in wrestling. Andrew Ravens is also writing at this hour, WWE Network programming scheduled for this week. Now, those of you who still have the WWE Network and those of you who are using Peacock, there's some very interesting things that you're going to be seeing on the programming. Tonight, Raw Talk will start at 11.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right when Monday Night Raw goes off the air. Wednesday, Monday Night Raw 5-9-2022 will be airing. WWE's The Bump will be featured at 1 p.m. featuring star Sonya Deville and WWE NXT will be appearing as well. Now, Thursday, June the 9th, it'll be NXT UK at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard and then this week in WWE. Friday, we'll have Next Level Up at 10 p.m. Saturday, June the 11th at WWE Main Event, Talking Smack and ICW Fight Club Episode 222, and then finally Saturday, Friday Night Smackdown of the of May 13th episode. For more information on what will be participating and what program will be happening on the network, please go ahead and follow Andrew Ravens and E-Wrestling News. Andrew Ravens is also writing in this hour, Maurice wasn't originally planned to be part of the storyline with Edge and Beth Phoenix earlier this year. Let's find out the details. The Miz and Maurice recently did an interview with Scott Fishman of TV Insider to promote the third season of Miz and Mrs. that premieres after Monday Night Raw. Now, Maurice returned to the ring in 2022's WWE Battle Battle Royal Royal Rumble pay-per-view in January. She was teaming with The Miz against Edge and Beth Phoenix. Now, she returned to the ring was documented during the episode. Maurice said that wrestling on the show was actually never supposed to happen, wasn't even in the cards. She would go on to say, I like to do stories that are meaningful, 
that I can get excited about. You always do better. It's always more fun when it's like that. When I got to work with The Miz, I just can't say no. I wasn't supposed to do a story with Beth Phoenix and Edge. I was supposed to come back as a character just on the show. Then the first day I get back, I get asked about the tag match at the Royal Rumble. It got me excited. I love Edge, I love Beth, and I just couldn't say no. That's when it all just kind of fell together and happened. If you'd like to find out more about what Maurice had to say, go ahead and check out the article by Andrew Ravings on E-Wrestling News. Some big corporate changes that are happening in the world of WWE. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour, WWE names new EVP and head of marketing. WWE announced today a new EVP and head of marketing. Now, Stanford, Connecticut had a release today. WWE announced that Catherine Newman will be named the official executive vice president in charge of marketing. Newman brings more than two decades of experience with WWE, including her most role as chief marketing officer of Manchester United Media. She also held senior positions at the Times of London and Financial Times, leading global marketing incentives, developing strategic partnerships, and boosting subscription rates across all the different products. Now, as part of WWE's senior leadership team, Newman's oversight will include marketing brand, community relations, entertainment relations, creative services, and photography. She is a graduate of London Borough University, a chartered institution of marketing, postgraduate from Buckingham New University, and fellow and mentor in the Marketing Academy in the United Kingdom. As far as WWE, well, it's the publicly traded company. It consists of many different avenues that everyone feels like she will do very well in. We are very excited and WWE is excited to release the news that she is joining the company. If you'd like to find out more about this, go ahead and follow Andrew Ravens over on eWrestling News. Andrew Ravens is also writing in this hour about Warner Brothers, Discovery, and AEW. Warner Brothers Discovery had issued the edict about MJF. Now, PW Insider reported on Monday that a source at Warner Brothers Discovery confirmed that the edict was issued regarding MJF. The edict was to have MJF removed from commercials, promotional spots for AEW programming. Now, the word is that he's being edited out of TBS and TNT spots where he appears in different footages that are being used. Now, they're making a transition now. A lot of people are still popping for MJF. What happens, they're still not sure. Now, AEW also pulled MJF from their merchandise and roster pages in the last week, and all social media accounts no longer follow him. This is part of an ongoing issue with MJF and Tony Khan and his contractual status, where MJF last week asked to be fired. Now, a lot of people in the wrestling industry believe this is one of the most well-orchestrated works ever to be done. Now, to find out if it's really true or if MJF still has some serious legitimate gripes, continue to follow Andrew Ravens and eWrestling News as they will have all of the latest. Andrew Ravens is also writing at this hour, Cody Rhodes is set for surgery this week. As many of you saw last night, Cody Rhodes wrestled with a completely torn pectoral muscle which came off of the bone. WWE advertised it as partially torn when he had his brawl with Seth Rollins last Monday night on Raw and then fully tore it when he was getting ready for their match. Fifle Select is reporting that Cody Rhodes once again is slated to go under the knife to repair his torn pectoral muscle this coming Thursday. Now once again he tore the muscle off the bone when he was lifting weights but since it's now completely gone. Now he couldn't damage it any further so WWE decided that they would allow him to go through with his match at Hell in a Cell. After the match he told the All-State audience that he was going to address his injury on Monday and he is scheduled to be still on WWE Monday Night Raw. If you'd like to find out more on with Cody Rhodes follow 
WWE on all forms of social media, and you can also follow eWrestling News. Joshua Jones is writing in at this hour from eWrestling News. Booker T, former WCW and WWE icon, says the WWE locker room did not like Melina when she first got to the WWE. Booker T revealed that Melina was not well-liked in the WWE locker room. During his Hall of Fame podcast, Booker T spoke about not liking Melina when she initially came to WWE. Well, he wasn't the only one. Candice Michelle once stated that she also had issues with Melina, and they almost got into a shoot fight during a wrestling match. Booker T also speculated whether the departure of Melina is why WWE doesn't bring her back up when it comes to legends or they never compare her to other people like they normally do with Trish Stratus and Lita. You can check out all the information on his podcast, but here's a quote. She was one of those that owned it. She wanted to be the best in the ring, and she was a hell of a deal in the locker room. I think she would attest to that, and perhaps maybe these days she would say that things got a little far as far as the talent was to go, but sometimes there was nobody better than Melina. Now, Booker T once told Melina that he never doubted her skills, but admitted her being very controversial. However, the positive comment did make Melina tear backstage. He would go on to say, none of it had to do with her in-ring prowess or anything to that major, he stated. Well, I said, Melina, I always thought you were the best female wrestler in that damn locker room during your time. I really believe in you. If you'd like to read more what Booker T had to say about Melina time in WWE, go ahead and check out his podcast and you can find out all the latest information. Bray Wyatt has been making news and he's making news once again today. Bray Wyatt brought Bray Wyatt rumored to return at Hell in a Cell, but didn't, but still the rumor boosted ticket sales. Wyndham Rotunda, also known as Bray Wyatt, may have inadvertently helped ticket sales for WWE's Hell in a Cell. According to the wrestling observer secondary markets demand occurred after a fan speculation of rotunda on social media now although bray wyatt did not end up returning the possibility was still enough that helped tickets grow and interest in the show now rotunda did an autograph signing sunday before legends of the ring and was booked in an event in woodbridge new jersey this coming saturday now fans speculation of rotunda's return came after several tweets referencing his wwe release since his release rotunda has been working on a horror project with special effects artist Jason Baker. Many believe that he is going to be coming back soon. Now exactly when and where we still don't know. Wyndham has also went ahead and tweeted as latest as May the 31st. Patience, it's almost time. For more information on this, go ahead and continue following eWrestling News. Thomas Lawson's also writing in at this hour. There's a report from a WWE insider that reveals the real reason for Stephanie McMahon stepping away from the company. A source within WWE has said the company was not pleased with the growth and the business under Stephanie McMahon as she was the chief brand officer. Now, last month, McMahon announced that she was taking a leave of absence for the majority of all of her roles with WWE and she'd be spending more time with her family. Now, speaking to Business Insider, the unnamed source within WWE corporate explained that there was a growing resentment in the company towards Stephanie. In a quote, family or not family, we've got to get the right people in place. We weren't seeing any growth. When someone is moved out of a company, it's usually the result of something not working. We took stronger control of everything a few months ago. Now, the majority of Stephanie's role are reported to be now taken over by WWE President Nick Khan. Now, once again, there's been no timeline set when McMahon is expected to return. If you'd like to follow up with this, continue to follow eWrestling News as more information about the Stephanie McMahon story continues to break. Let's go ahead and let's talk about Wrestling World's reaction to 
Cody Rhodes. Now, as we reported earlier in the show, Cody Rhodes had a match with Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell that many are claiming was an incredible match, specifically under the details and speculations of that his bone was completely ripped off of his pectoral. Now, as many of you know, WWE superstar Cody Rhodes worked the main event against Seth Rollins on Sunday's main event in Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Now, following the match, the word got out on Twitter. Some of those who chimed in on Cody were his wife Brandy, as well as Renee, Joy Janela, Brian Myers, Kayla Braxton, Cora Jade, Carmelo Hayes, and many others. So many people singing the praise, even though his pectoral was completely ripped. Specifically, Brandy Rhodes went on and tweeted, Liberty better never tell me I can't. I'm going to have this match queued up faster than she can finish her sentence. Never imagined he would be able to finish that match and win. Renee would say, come on, his arm? And Joey Janela would tweet, this is unreal. Cody Rhodes is an animal. Get well soon. If you'd like to find out all the comments that other wrestlers within the wrestling world had to say, Ryan Clark has the article trending right now over on eWrestling News. Once again, if you're enjoying our podcast, it's a daily podcast that allows you to go ahead and get all of the news so you don't have to stop what you're doing to search the web. Headlines comes out each and every day. It is free of charge and you can find it on all of the wrestling platforms that you get podcasts podcasts on. Ryan Clark is trending also. New photos of Becky Lynch, Maurice, Selena Vega, Tiffany Stratton, Cora Jade, and Kayla Braxton. Hmm, what's happening here? Well, it's Sunday and WWE once again has posted their top 25 Instagram photos of the week in a gallery. They've compiled some of the best photos from the gallery, which a lot of people have tuned into. Some of these week's picks include Becky Lynch, Mackenzie Mitchell, Ronda Rousey, Maurice, The Miz, Sonya Deville, Braun Breaker, Cora Jade, and many, many others. Specifically, some of the pictures have the WWE females in some very scantily clad clothing showing off some of their physical qualities. If you'd like to find out more about that and actually see some of the images, go ahead and cruise on over to eWrestling News. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little Rhea Ripley right now. Rhea Ripley explains her choice of ring gear at last night's WWE Hell in a Cell. Brian Clark's writing in at this hour, the judgment days Rhea Ripley was sporting some different kind of ring gear during her six-person tag at WWE's Hell in a Cell premium live event on Sunday. As seen during the show, Ripley had a different look from her match with Edge and Damian Priest against AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Liv Morgan. Following Hell in a Cell, Rhea took to Twitter to reveal that where she got her inspiration for her very unique ring gear. She would go on to say, when your gear doesn't arrive on time, you learn to utilize what you have. Hashtag, you are welcome. Many people inside WWE were very surprised at her attire. If you'd like to go ahead and see the picture, it is trending right now over on eWrestling News, and you can still watch the match in its replay in its entirety on the Peacock Network. Thomas Lawson's also writing on this hour, Roman Reigns surpasses Randy Orton in the hunt for the legendary accolades. Well, Thomas Lawson writes in undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns has now surpassed Randy Orton for the most days as WWE World Champion. Reigns had his first reign with the world title in 2015, although it ended the same night when Sheamus cashed in his Money in the Bank contract and got it back. Now, Orton's first title reign was at SummerSlam 2004, and the Viper has gone on to have 14 reigns as champion. Reigns has now surpassed Orton with a combined 815 days as world champion as 824 
and counting still right now. Wrestling Stats and Info went ahead and tweeted that out. At 824, Roman Reigns has spent more total days as a reigning world champion in WWE than Randy Orton has. If you'd like to find out more information about this, go ahead. And Thomas Lawson has that article trending right now over on eWrestling News. WWE provides an update on Happy Corbin following his Hell in a Cell match last night. Now, as many people saw, WWE's Hell in a Cell premium live event on the Peacock Network. Sometimes injuries happen even when they're not planned spots. Following Sunday night's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, or premium live event as WWE refers to it, Madcap Moss defeated Happy Corbin in a no-holds-barred match. Now the company issued an injury update on Corbin. WWE.com posted the following. Following the incredible beatdown he received at the hands of Madcap Moss in a brutal no-holds-barred match during Hell in a Cell, Happy Corbin was elevated to a local media medical facility on Sunday night and was released with a minor neck contusion. If you'd like to find out more of what's going on with him, definitely check out the article, which is trending over on e-wrestling news. If we're jumping over to Wrestling Inc., there is some frustration within WWE. Ross Berman's writing in at this hour, Mustafa Ali seemingly frustrated following his Hell in a Cell match. Now, Mustafa Ali had a bad night in his hometown. Despite being a Second City-inspired look and having his family and friends in the crowd, the Chicago native lost the WWE United States Championship match last night against Theory. What's more baffling is that it was Theory who went ahead and beat the local guy, and there wasn't any shenanigans or chicanery going on. It was a clean match. I don't even know, man, the 36-year-old superstar tweeted not long after the loss. Now, many people know that Theory has been frustrated with WWE and actually took a sabbatical from the company before just recently coming back. Now, the five-word response said volumes, as the defeat was yet another setback for Ali. He had been sidelined by a request earlier on to take some time off. Then he requested to be released, but WWE did not grant that. WWE kept him off programming since October 2021 until he finally came back in late April. Tempers flared backstage during this time, but Ali was back on television and everything seemed hopeful, but we found out now that might not necessarily be the case. If you'd like to find out more about Ali's frustration after the match last night, Ross Berman has that article trending right now on Wrestling Inc. Continuing, Dakota Cohen writes in at this hour, Ezekiel comments on possible tag team run with Elias. Yep, storyline continues. The character Ezekiel may have made that's not just his only goal for his career. Ezekiel, who is portrayed by the same wrestler who was the former WWE star Elias, has been acting as Elias's younger brother since the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. The former Elias has been part of WWE's main roster since 2017 when he had a championship success, only notching a few 24-7 title victories. Now, WWE decided last summer to do away with the original Elias character, showcasing a series of vignettes that ended with a tombstone that read Elias, 2017 to 2021. Now, the two characters have so many similarities, such as catchphrases, with Elias being who wants to walk with Elias, and Ezekiel being who wants to hear Zeke speak. In an interview with NBA Sports Boston, Ezekiel discussed the possibility of winning tag team gold with his brother. He would go on to say, me and Elias, tag team champions. I can't imagine anything better than that, Ezekiel said. Me and Elias, we've not talked for quite some time. I'd love to know where he is. I'd love to have him come out to Monday Night Raw one time and we would just get into it. It would be big, big tag team match. It would be something that I always dreamed of. If you'd like to find out more about Ezekiel, his desire to team up with his brother, 
go ahead and follow Dakota Cohen right now over on Wrestling Inc. Matthew Wilkinson's writing in at this hour for WWE. Has WWE Money in the Bank sold out since changing its venues? Now, the upcoming WWE Money in the Bank for 2022 premium live event sold out after tickets went on sale with WWE expecting about 12,000 people now. Now, the show is taking place on Saturday, July 2nd at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, Nevada. WrestleTix has confirmed that tickets now officially have sold out. The pre-sale was about 9,000 tickets, tickets with the public sale shifting the rest of them and now they are officially gone you can follow them on twitter at WrestleTix t-i-x now wwe originally was going to have their event at allegiant stadium but the company had to change that for the simple purpose that tickets just were not selling now wwe is still trying to have more tickets to be sold for future stadium shows but that is still to be determined with that being said if you'd like to find out more about what's going on with ticket sales in wwe follow matthew wilkins and wrestle ticks on social media. Matthew Carlins is writing in this hour what is going to be the preview for tonight's WWE Monday Night Raw. It's the fallout from Hell in a Cell. Now the fallout from Hell in a Cell will play on tonight's episode of WWE Monday Night Raw. Bianca Belair is still the Raw Women's Champion coming out of Sunday's Hell in a Cell. She pinned Asuka to win the triple threat match that also included Becky Lynch. Now the other title match on Sunday night saw Theory retain the United States Championship as he defeated Mustafa Ali in his home town of Chicago, Illinois. Bobby Lashley scored a win at Hell in a Cell. He won a handicap match against MVP and Omos when he forced MVP to tap out to the Hurt Lock. Lashley indicated after the match that he has set his sights on the undisputed WWE Universal Championship currently held by Roman Reigns. Now, former WWE diva Maurice is set to return to WWE programming on tonight's Raw. She and The Miz are promoting season three of the reality series, Mr. and Miz. The show will air on Monday nights at 11 p.m. immediately following Monday night Raw. Now, Maurice is a former two-time WWE Divas Champion. She won the title in 2008 and held it for more than 200 days. Her second reign came in 2010 with her match at the Royal Rumble in January, where she and The Miz lost to Beth Phoenix and Edge. Now, The Miz is not currently involved in any storylines on Monday Night Raw. During last week's episode, he hosted a segment of Miz TV with the Street Profits that served as little more than a promotion for Sunday's Hell in a Cell. The segment was interrupted by the 24-7 champion Dana Brooke, who is then pinned by Tamina for the title. Tamina lost the title seconds later when she was later pinned again. Now, as far as the WWE Monday Night Raw lineup goes tonight, Maurice returns and the fallout of Hell in a Cell. If you'd like to find out, tune in 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the USA Network. Also coming in at this hour, Teddy Long recalls his experiences when people would go to wrestlers' court. Matthew Wilkinson is writing in at this hour. WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long has admitted that he was a fan of wrestlers' court, even though he got taken to it himself during his career. Long recently spoke with Wrestling Inc. Managing Editor Nick Hausman about his own experiences being called into wrestlers' court, which is an unofficial backstage trial that the WWE roster created in order to police one another when mistakes were made. Undertaker was often the judge during that time. He would go on to say, They took me to wrestlers' court for selling Viagra. I had to get a lawyer, Long revealed, so the lawyer I got was May Young. I felt May could tell the whole story, he continued. We went into wrestlers' court and the first thing she said, everybody just popped. Well, I want you guys to know Teddy Long is not guilty of selling the Nigeria. Nope, he didn't sell that country. Everyone thought it was hilarious. That was the day. I was still found guilty though. I had two buckets of chicken and beer for about two weeks. Had to deliver to Bradshaw and Taker and some of the other boys. Wrestlers Court has revealed mixed reviews of people who've been involved in over the recent years. Now CM Punk claims that in WWE it was the most insecure, small energy, embarrassment 
that happened of all time. But Teddy Long will refute that notion, saying there's nothing bad about Wrestler's Court and it's all in good fun. If you'd like to find out more about that, definitely check out the article, which is trending over on Wrestling Inc. Let's talk a little bit about Eric Bischoff. Marco Rivera is writing in this hour. Eric Bischoff responds to Tony Khan's defense of CM Punk. AEW President Tony Khan verbally attacked Eric Bischoff during the Double or Nothing post-media scrum for his harsh comments about CM Punk. Now, previously, Bischoff had called Punk the biggest financial flop in the history of the wrestling business. When asked about those comments, an irate Khan dropped several swear words defending his AEW World Champion and providing his own opinion on the matter regarding Eric Bischoff. In normal Eric Bischoff fashion, the former WCW president would fire back at Tony Khan and Punk during the latest episode of his 83 Weeks podcast. Now, unlike the AEW owner, Bischoff was very judicial in his response and issued a challenge to Khan to come on his podcast. In a quote, there will be a time, there will be a place, I will respond to all of this nonsense, Bischoff said. I mean, what the hell? Friday Night Wars. What, are you kidding me? Enough is enough. I've got a better idea. How about you come and say it right here, Tony? You want to defend yourself and CM Punk? You've got to issue in a response to me. I'm asking the question. When somebody has a situation with an organization and a platform and they want to swing it, let's go ahead and let's do it. Now, the entire situation stems back when Khan made comments comparing himself to Ted Turner. After those comments were made, Punk would go on to talk about how several debuting stars in AEW have had a bigger impact on the wrestling industry than the NWO did. Now, this, of course, led to Bischoff burying and berating both of them. In a quote, he would say, he doesn't want any of this, Bischoff said, while continuing his response to AEW present. He doesn't want any of this. Enough said. I'll go off. I'm fighting every strand of DNA in this 207.5 pound body to not just light him up and go off. It's been fun as hell, but there's a right time and a right place. If you'd like to find out more about this, Marco Rivera has the article trending on Wrestling Inc. at this time. With that being said, those are all of the headlines that are trending right now in the world of wrestling. If you enjoy this podcast, it's your one-stop shop that tells you everything that's happening in the world of pro wrestling in many promotions. Check us out where they supply all podcasts. For right now, my name is Mike Freeland, and this has been another episode of Headlines. The world of NLW Radio never stops.